We're at Bitter and Esther's out in Brooklyn in Prospect Heights. We're with Douglas and John, who are the proprietors of the business. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you doing? All right. So this business is a brew-on-premises slash homebrew shop. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, classroom space. And a classroom space. You're teaching people how to brew and also make wine? Yeah, we have classes for both brewing, making wine, kombucha, really anything fermented or alcoholic. Sauerkraut? <laughs> uh, eventually. We'll start, we'll start Good getting idea, canning right? the sauerkraut. Yeah. So tell me about the business in general. When did you get started with the shop? Exactly a year ago, actually. It was at Atlantic Antic over here in uh, downtown Brooklyn uh, when Douglas turned to me while we were drinking a six-point, I believe, said, why don't we open up a, a brew shop? And I said, okay. And uh, little did I know that we would actually be opening up a brew shop. And we, uh, we worked very hard at it. Uh, we taught at New York City Resistor for about six months, teaching classes uh, on how to brew, and it became very popular. And then about three months ago, we opened this space. Uh, we did all the work inside ourselves. We, we're still building out. And did you always have plans to be a brew on premise, or was it originally just going that to was, be a, a homebrew supply shop? That was the original idea. That, yeah, the that original idea. Comes. I mean, it, we were very closely associated with NYC Resistor and their hacker space, and we really wanted a place where people could come and explore brewing like they explore electronics and things like that. So we really wanted to create a, a brew on premises, a, a creative kind of community space that people could come, learn, and share. With really good equipment. Wanted to make sure that when someone came in to brew here, it was going to be a, uh, an experience that they wouldn't necessarily do at home because they wouldn't be able to get this sort of equipment that we have. We wanted to make it so good that it would appeal to people who have a good system at home already when they wanted to do big batches. And the novice would still be not too intimidating. Let's talk about the homebrew shop part of the business first. What would a home brewer expect to find when they come into Bitter and Esters? Lots of love. Lots and lots of love. I think that's really the best way to put it. I mean, John and I love talking to our customers, and that's really, I think, one of the best parts about shopping here. But we've got all the hops, malts, yeast, um, and equipment that anyone would need, you know, to get started brewing or, you know, for an advanced brewer whose mash ton broke, we've got all the parts to fix it. How many different varieties of hops do you guys carry? I want to say about 40 and growing. 40 and growing. And are they different type, different formats of hops? Do you have them all pellets or some flowers or plugs or? You know, mostly we have uh, leaf and pellet. Um, we don't carry too many plugs just because I feel that they're a little redundant when you have leaf. We have organic. We also carry, you have organic. Yeah, we carry about 10 different organic hops. So you've got a lot of different hop varieties in different formats and you carry at least 10 organic hops. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty interesting. And for malt, what do you have on offer? Pretty much everything anybody has asked for thus far. We've had one or two things that we've had to substitute for, but, you know, Kara... So a lot of Karas out there. Yeah, there's a lot of different Karas out there okay. from different countries that are a little tricky to, tricky to find. Um, one thing we're also trying to do with the malts is uh, buy local and buy organic. Okay. I mean, there's Valley Malting out there that's uh, hyper-local, and then there's... Not too many others who are willing to do small batches of organic stuff, but we're working um, with our vendors to try and find a few who will. What's the most uh, unique or rare malt that you carry? 
I want to say my our caro wheat. We have a. It's not super unique, but it's the Brie's seasonal caro wheat. It's like nutty and caramely and wheat, so it doesn't have any of the bitterness from the hulls that the other ones do. I used it in a saison that we did here for a dark saison. It's going to be a lot of fun. What about yeast? What do you guys have? Uh, we must have about forty or fifty different <laughs> yeast styles. Yeah, we. <laughs> and are, are they the Y yeast or? We typically stock Y yeast. Where they don't cross over, we try to get a hold of the White Labs ones too, uh, just to have real, a real, really full offering. Um, a bunch of dry wine yeasts, um, and then your standard Safales uh, and uh, Nottingham you know, dry yeast as well. well. We're carrying a lot of the, the Y yeast. With Y yeast is American Ale, American Ale 2, American Ale 3, British Ale 1, 2, and 3. So we're trying to carry all of the, those so that you have a, you can have British Ale and say, I like this, and then let me try British Ale 3. So they're similar but different. What about Brettanomyces? We got it. All right. And we have all, uh, all four of the... Uh, uh, Wyeese carries four. Um, I'm going to probably start stocking a few of the White Labs ones that don't cross over as well. And brewing equipment supplies? You know, right now we're a little bit light on uh, certain all-grain things like false bottoms, a little light on our kegging supplies because those cornies are getting harder and harder to find. But more and more every day is coming in. We just got a great vendor for false bottoms and all the all-grain equipment. And I just found a, a couple people who are with about 25 corny kegs that I'm trying to get in stock. So fingers crossed on that. But uh, we, we carry a beginner's kit for both a five-gallon and a two-and-a-half-gallon kit for um, New York City apartments. And it makes one case of beer and it fits in a cooler. Uh, we designed that specifically so that you can uh, keep it cool by using ice bottles next to the fermenter, which is how I brew when I used to brew at home, which I don't do anymore because I own a brew shop. One case of beer is, is pretty good to, to make if you have a small apartment. So we, that's our equipment kit. comes with everything that you need besides the brew pot and bottles, really. And then we sell uh, ingredients kits for the beginner. Uh, two and a half gallon and five gallon of all different styles. Including uh, syrup? Uh, extract? Includes everything, yeah. yeah it's their extract base, but uh, if you come in here and say you want to make a certain type of beer, uh, one of us will write it for you. We're both very good at writing recipes, and we've gotten some doozies coming in here asking for stuff. And so someone, so a customer will come in and say, I want to brew beer that's like this commercial beer but different and you'll right. come up with a recipe for it yes we will what, what we actually get is somebody just gave me a pound of fresh hops out of their garden what do i do and uh so uh, that just happened to be the other day and i was like well you can give them to me or uh so we wrote a really nice pale ale uh, single hop recipe for this guy and i can't wait to try it because our uh, customers are very generous that way they like to have us try their beers as a homebrew shop it seems like you guys are pretty well sorted out yeah i think so yeah